Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood. Dining with Ford at the club, we suddenly receive news of a burglary at Gilbert Sanderson's place in the West End. Now, this gentleman was an art dealer in a very big way. Incidentally, he was away on the continent and was, furthermore, one of Barbara's 40 thieves and one she was urging me to strike at. Things being a little hectic, I'd refused to act for the time. Ben Ford was informed that a white feather had been planted at the scene of the crime and hopped off to investigate. With a little misgiving, I called in at Barbara's flat, only to find her out. I waited a few moments and suddenly the door opened. Roland Fletcher. In the flesh. None other, in fact. I'd like a few words with you. About what? How was dinner, and how was our Ben? Dinner was fine, up to a point. Ben was also on good behaviour, up to the same point. Well, what is, or was, the point? <laughs> I'm coming to that. Quite suddenly, he received some news. Bad? I think it was. At any rate, it took him off, hell for leather, to the scene of the robbery. A sort of everyday business appointment for policemen, you might say. This wasn't. It was an exceptional burglary. How exceptional? I'll come to that in a moment. But I can say it was the exceptional part that sent me here. Oh, so I was in it. I think so. Now, cast your mind back an hour or two. You are going to spend a restful evening listening to the wireless. But you've been out and are wearing street clothes. All right, Sherlock. What is exceptional in street clothes for the out-of-doors girl? Nothing. And as a matter of fact, that black and white effect is charming. Thank you. Now, what's all this leading up to? All right. Earlier, you were a bit peeved, not to say angry, when I knocked back your suggestion that we investigate a certain picture dealer and art connoisseur. I certainly was. I intimated the time was not ripe, but you said it was, especially as our friend was in Paris. That's so. We were missing a golden opportunity of exploring the place. He must have left something there which might help us as regards my father. More than probably. But, as I said, we are on very thin ice with Ben Ford and can't, just at the moment, take too many risks. Well, so what? You, my little idiot, decided on a lone wolf adventure. What do you mean? I mean, Barbara, that what sent Ben Ford off on an ordinary burglary was the presence of a feather on the scene. But not a grey goose feather? No, my dear. A white feather from a swan. One of those fluffy ones with down on it. Exactly like those you're wearing in that boutonniere in your lapel. Rolly! Yes, rocked you a bit that, didn't it? I think if we examine that charming accessory, we'll find one has been plucked out and was for a time abiding in the townhouse of Mr. Gilbert Sanderson. You're too terribly clever. Sometimes I'm frightened of you. Oh, oh, the whole thing's elementary. Now, don't worry, but I'd like to know how you set about this business. While you were out, I sneaked through the bookcase and borrowed your jemmies and things. My jemmies and things? God, such an unholy reference to my precious tools of trade is like... Like alluding to Michelangelo's chisel as a crowbar. Well, at any rate, I borrowed them. And I was able to use them. All right. Now, for brass tacks. Where's the loot, the coin, the diamonds you got out of Sanderson's safe? Incidentally, I might remark, I rather resented that white feather. I was a bit of a fool to do that, but I was sore when I did it. 
At any rate, I apologise. Well, there's one saving grace about it. Ben Ford won't know what in the heck it means. Uh, by the way, uh, give me that ornament from your lapel. Why? Why? Oh, why? Here, give it to me. Thanks. Oh, that trifle cost me three guineas and you've set fire to it. Well, there's one blessing. Should you faint, these burning feathers will bring you round. Now, the evidence being destroyed, let me take a look at your ill-gotten gains. They're just outside in the lobby. Here, I'll get them. What on earth? No diamonds? No gold moidors or pieces of eight? No, canvases. Masterpieces. Twenty of them in this roll. My sainted aunt! Utrillo, by Jove. Utrillo? Who's he? An artist of the French school. Walked in the footsteps of Cezanne and all that crowd. Oh, of course. Uh, well, I I'm glad I didn't waste my time. Hmm. These ought to be worth a tidy little sum. Though I don't know how we're going to realise on them. That's all there was in the safe, I'm afraid. So you took them, packed them up and returned here with them? That's right. And you thought this little escapade of yours might spoil Ebenezer's Ford's evening? I rather hoped it might be a sock in the eye to you as well. How very right you were. Much and all, as I hate to admit it. <laughs> Howsoever, there's an odd thing about you, Trillo, this painter Johnny. Odd? What do you mean, Raleigh? I think these scenes of streets and lanes and canals are marvellous. <laughs> no argument on that account. But if Utrillo painted all the pictures attributed to him, then I fear he must have crammed nine lives into one. America, for instance, is ablaze with forged Utrillos. Forged? Forged? These? Barbara, why the excitement? I just remembered something. About six months before all the trouble started, my father mentioned something about Sanderson having a young French artist in tow. He did? You're sure? Yes. And I remember father saying that there was something mysterious about it all. It might be jumping to conclusions a little, but perhaps... And a very likely perhaps. Engaged in a really cheeky art fraud. Why not? After all, Gilbert Sanderson, for all his prestige as a dealer, wasn't above indulging in a shares fraud, nor was he above letting father take what you call the rap. Precisely. And these paintings, for all their beauty, could be forged utrillos. Do you know who this young artist was, uh, is? Oh, that's just it. I can't remember his name. Well, what about your father? My father, in case you don't remember, is residing much against his wishes at a place called Dartmoor. What of it? That are visiting ours? Not for weeks yet. But his lawyers could see him, if the reason given was strong enough. Well, yes, I suppose so. Then, my pet, you'll get on to that first thing in the morning. I have a friend, old Isaac Wakeley, who's an art expert, and he can be trusted to tell me the truth and still keep his mouth shut. Maybe we are really on to something. Then my solo effort wasn't such a bad idea after all. Magnificent as it turned out. But I'm still smarting over that white feather. <laughs> Wonder what Inspector Ben's doing about it. You know, I should spank you. And, come to think of it, why not send for Ben to help? <laughs> I received your message. <laughs> Let me tell you, sir, there's no need to apologise for the mask. After you returned my treasure to me last year, I know you only as a friend. Well then, Mr Wakeley, I shall proceed with the reason for this rather secret visit. This object here is a bundle of oil paintings of average size. I'd like to show them to you if you have time. Oh, by all means. Uh, here, on the table. Thank you. 
As you'll see, I've 20 all told in the bundle. There we are. Hmm. Yes. Uh, you trillo, I think. So it seems to my average eye, Mr. Wakeley. But I wonder if I might have your expert appraisal after closer examination. Oh, indeed. Uh, you'll pardon me if I don't reveal how they came into my hands. Understood, understood. But uh, 20, you trillos. Why, you've a fortune on your hands. <laughs> if they are genuine, you trillos. Ah. You're aware, I perceive, that the style of this very fine artist has been studied by many forgers. <laughs> yes, I am. And I've reason to suspect that they may be forgeries. Well, then, first of all, let me say this. Never before have I seen any one of these 20 canvases. No? Though I must admit, uh, this canal is familiar, this terrace, this, this, this riverbank scene. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, on the score of subject matter, I would say, yes, these are utrillos. However... I have had experience in detecting false utrillos. Uh, the canvas, the brush strokes, the varnish must all be considered. And now that I have one canvas, another canvas, under the magnifying glass, yes, I think I can safely say. Yes, yes, I. I they are utrillos? No, no. I mean, uh, I agree with what you suspect. Yes, these are forgeries. Yes, I'm much afraid that is the case. Then I've stumbled upon a very nice little record. Oh, indeed so, yes. These canvases are excellent. They would be passed by most experts, I'm sure. Unscrupulous ones, especially? Well, much as one dislikes admitting that our ranks have been infiltrated by uh, an unscrupulous minority, I must say, yes. Then let me say this. The God's willing, I'll be weeding out one of your unscrupulous colleagues. Thank you for your help, Mr. Wakeley. The name's Felix Brazard, you say, Barbara? That's right, Rowley. And according to the information passed on from Dad, he was occupying a studio in Chelsea. I have the address here in my handbag somewhere. Start rummaging for it on the way. On the way? Where to? Chelsea, to call upon this artist. But we can't just barge in on Mr. Brazard and say, do you forge utrillos? Oh, perish the thought. We'll be there to see if the gentleman will agree to painting a portrait of Mademoiselle. And if so, for what fee? Personally, I wouldn't touch you under a thousand guineas. I suppose that is supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> My dear, could I pay you anything but a compliment, <laughs> even when spanking you? <laughs> yes, Roland Fletcher, about that threatened spanking. Another time. Come along now. It's no use, Rowley. We've rapped on the door dozens of times. He's not at home. Well, it's strange, though. The milk bottle's still on the doorstep. Perhaps he goes out to imbibe in the dark hours of the night and stays out until midday. You know these artists. Yes. All the same, I think perhaps we should... Uh... What are you up to this time? Just getting one of Charlie Austin's bits of work into action. Oh. In other words, my jack-of-all-trades skeleton key. And I don't think we'll have much trouble with this one. We are. Now, to swing the door ever so gently upon his hinges and... Rory! Steady, my girl. He's lying in a pool of blood. Oh, what a ghastly scene. I fear someone's been here before us, Barbara. Felix Brazard is very dead. <laughs> 
Listen again when Roland Fletcher inquires into the strange circumstances surrounding the death of the young artist in the next episode of The Grey Goose.